Welcome to the Common Briefing Program. We're recording this the middle of the day on November 4th in the United States. So if the energy's a little weird, that's why. I'm Colin, and I'm going to be hosting this episode. Uh, this is an offshoot of the Common Geeking Program, where each month we recap the hottest headlines in tech news, the least important thing in the world right now. Geek news, not tech news. See? Energy's off the walls. And uh, we try to bring you what we think are the most important, interesting, or impactful headlines. Again, this is not very impactful right now, but we're going to talk about it because it makes us happy. Again, I'm Colin, and I'm joined by... Hi. Uh, mine... Oh, you go, you go for it, man. <laughs> you, you, you go. You fucking follow your dreams, Chowder. Hi, I'm Timel Chowdhury, or Chowder, whichever you prefer. Wow, swinging in here with that new, like, hot radio mic smoothness. That, that, that uh, did yeah, it for I mean, you. if you haven't noticed, I got a new mic. It's uh, pretty nice. Give Jeff it, and give Chowder it a little, in the uh... morning. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm, I'm Jeff Levitt, and just a, uh, a little disclosure about the energy that I am personally bringing to the studio <laughs> this morning. Uh, I mean, I've got a huge stress he- headache for obvious reasons. Uh, you know, we are recording this episode today. on November 4th, the day yeah. after Election Day. I already said it, Chatter. You don't have to remind him why everything is scary. Uh, I also got Jeff's freaking heart- out as it is. Stop I freaking out, Jeff. Fuck dude, me. there's no escape. Oh, I also Lord. got a parking ticket this morning, so oh, that no. was chill. Uh, yeah, so if, I, if I'm if i taking things that you say to me a little bit more personally than usual, that is why. And you might be noting to yourself that I am known to take shit personally at the best of times. <laughs> so keep that one in mind. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a testy day. And out from the void, a voice you may not have heard in this feed for quite some time. Hey, it's Pat. <laughs> it is It is Pat. Look at that. That was a, That's that was me. a delightfully, delightfully uh, chipper attitude compared to the fucking eulogies that Chowder and I just put forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm chilling. Like, yeah, we got to balance there are it out things some way, that you suck, know? but you know, I just got a pretty good falling guillotine roll, so I'm chilling. Oh hell yeah, dude! What <laughs> what perks you get on it? Uh, I didn't get the relentless strikes, but I got the mm. other tireless blade. Uh, that's still good. And, yeah, so that's that's pretty sick. And then Did whirlwind get, um, and yeah, whirlwind yeah. blade and relentless tireless. Those are pretty much the god rolls. Yeah. But uh, no, that's good. That'll that'll help you out in the, some of those dungeons we're running. Um, yes, so now that we've officially established a dichotomy, both in mood and interest in destiny, god rolls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we can. I think we can start to move forward. I usually start out by asking how everyone's doing, and I think we've already set that tone. Really, I think let's just kind of roll into it. Let's have a nice old time as friends and as geeks, and we're gonna jump in with me because I'm in charge. I don't have a lot to say, and I don't feel like talking a lot. And Colin thinks he's the most important person in the world. All evidence to the contrary. So, Colin's running this shit show right now. Yeah, you keep yeah. on believing. <laughs> so it's an inspiration. So October was a little quiet for me. Uh last month uh, that we recorded. So the recap of September, I went on a tirade about the state of hardware pre-orders. Um no real updates there. I have the next week off, so I'm going to be scrounging around for an Xbox Series X. We'll see what happens. So I'll have some updates next month. This month, talking about October, <clears throat> not a whole lot I want to talk about. Biggest thing is your monthly Star Trek update. And that comes Star in two forms. Star Trek update. <laughs> Star <laughs> Trek you're a motherfucker, right, you know that? That's as far as I'm going with that. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's four o'clock. You got to do it two more times. Well, it's only one o'clock where I am, so I'll split the difference. Okay, fair enough. Right. So, um, so we're in the midst of the biggest Star Trek year since the late 90s in terms of volume of content. Earlier this year, we had Star Trek Picard, and in the month of October, got a bit of a double whammy. We wrapped up the first 10-episode season of Star Trek Lower Decks, the animated comedy by Mike McMahon of Rick and Morty fame, and began the third season of Star Trek Discovery. And let me tell you, right now, 
pretty fun time to be a Star Trek fan. Uh, honestly, Lower Decks wrapped up with an episode that was out. It's very procedural and like the next gen way where each episode, it's just its own separate thing. But it has a much stronger grasp of its characters and who they are and how they interact. And it always manages to pack a 45 minute episode of Star Trek The Next Generation into a 25 minute animated <clears throat> fast paced schlock comedy. And it's and I think it's super fun. I've gone on record for that. But the way it wrapped up the season, I didn't think a procedural show could have a finale that was that uh, exciting and emotional and uh, interesting in terms of setting up what comes next. It was an unbelievable amount of franchise references with that was somehow perfectly balanced with a really fucking fun story and episode. Um, so, like, if you just like, you know, adult animation... Not that kind of adult animation, you perverts. But if you like You're adult the one animation, who said it. I'm just preempting all the perverts out there. They're out there. But if you do like adult animation, honestly, it's just a really fun time. And if you like, you know, classic Star Trek, I you are you are the audience for this show. Um, and for those of you that like Rick and Morty, Solar Opposites, it's I mean, it's one of the same guys. Mike McMahon made both of them, so. It's, uh, it's in that vein in a fun way, but it has the optimism of Star Trek. And let me tell you, on November 4th, that feels kind of good. So the <laughs> second part is Star Trek Discovery started season three. Um, since we've talked about it on the show, major spoiler to anybody who wants to watch Star Trek Discovery coming up. Pat, do you want to watch Star Trek Discovery? No. I mean, kind of. So. Okay. Major spoiler. End of season two. Due to, uh, due to a certain threat, the ship of the Discovery... Uh, flings itself very far into the future, farther than any other Star Trek has ever gone. And that's just kind of where we are now. And it should <laughs> Did be... Did they do it boldly? They do it extremely boldly. And it's pretty bold. Not gonna they, lie. And they go to places when no one has gone before. So, eh, don't know if it meets the brief there, but we... Uh, so instead of the we, future, we're going to the super future. To super future, <laughs> yes. I think that, that for a show that likes to you know, dig into techno babble and then scientific jargon. Super future is the word I would choose. So in the super future, as opposed to uh, the giga future, <laughs> giga future chowder, you're really getting ahead of yourself here. Can we keep it to the super future, please? Please. I'm trying to make this professional. I mean, so I mean, why not the, the mega, mega future then? Or the killer oh, future? Mega future comes mega before future the giga the future. Time. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, it's it's uh, in the future at this point things in Star Trek are not as great as they are but somehow it just feels a lot more light and breezy than the other seasons like there isn't this overwhelming set of like dread all the characters are having fun or being clever I don't know it already the, just the vibe of the series is already off to a start that and uh, as a, as, as a fan now you as a fan now you can worry less about whether or not they're gonna fuck up established lore because they're now way past that <laughs> yeah exactly i mean there is the thing is there were in the um uh what is it first the first and seasons. second seasons of enterprise yeah. star trek enterprise they do go to uh, about 150 years before this they've already mm -hmm. done some stuff that's like really close to that so i got my fucking eye on them don't you worry but uh i don't know i've never worried too much about the lore stuff in discovery it's always been a show that has its flaws uh season two i thought was like super duper fun but also super duper uneven in a lot of ways and yeah. so far i think season three is like a step up it's doing the thing star trek usually does season three it grows the beard it gets its shit together and uh it feels good yeah to, i mean i think um, one of the biggest flaws of star trek disco is that there's very little disco in it you know like there has not been an episode <laughs> there was where, where yeah where earth wind and fire or have like come from a cloning machine. In yeah, no, you're right. The, uh, the 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 only times that they've actually had dance parties is either techno or classical music, and there's just really no room for what makes the show what it is. You yeah, know, no, that, that's well, dumb, man. Yeah, that's I dumb. Mean, get some Earth, Wind, and Fire. Get some Bee Gees. Get. <laughs> if you were Anyways. gonna fucking uh, personify disco into a Star Trek creature, I think that the goddamn mycelial network is uh, pretty close to it. In terms yeah, of a, wacky an entire alt universe ideas. full of mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> so oh, no one's uh, yelling yet, Pat. Just you. Yeah. Wait. 
Uh, so yeah, I don't know if you if you don't have access to CBS All Access at this point. If you're interested in Star Trek, there is a lot of really fun stuff coming out right now, and I think it just keeps getting better. I say that all the time, but I think it does keep getting better. We're at a point hey, where, Colin. yeah, what's up? If someone's never watched Star Trek before, where would you suggest they start? Uh, watch the J.J. Abrams movies, uh, throw on a random episode of Next Gen, or fire up Star Trek Discovery. I think all three of those are pretty good entry points for a casual yeah, viewer today. The only things that I've or seen Or before... just watch uh, the music video for September by <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire. Good the uh, the only Star Trek roof. I've seen before were the were the movie the uh, the Abrams movies and yeah. I, I did not find Disco hard to digest at all. No, Disco is uh, stylistically very similar. If you are if you are interested yeah. in getting into, I like those movies because they're crowd pleasers and they do capture a lot of the tone. Um, and it's one of those things where like once you get your foot in the door and you realize like oh there is a version of this for everyone because each show is so different, then it's just kind of like. I don't know. It's fun to explore. Every time I've told a friend to start with those movies, they just pick whatever they want after that, and then they have fun. And if they don't like something, they skip it. Um, the I guess the only other things, just honorable mentions, like I said, I don't have a lot I want to talk about. Uh, new Borat came out. Uh, <laughs> Borat 2, subsequent movie film. Really good. Really funny. Uh, really jaw-dropping. Had me crying in the first four minutes and retching about halfway through. Uh, and yeah, super, I don't know, super entertaining. And it's on Amazon I'm, Prime. I'm also going to assume it runs into the same problem that the first one did in that an ironically racist depiction of, uh, of a group of people could easily be mistaken an actual racist depiction of a group of people, but you know. Yeah, it's definitely part of it where the first movie was very focused on exposing the limits of like what is acceptable in American society. This is very clearly pushing the limits of right-wing politics, ideologies, and communities. And and I think because it's much more focused in that way, and Sasha Baron Cohen does a good job of of addressing these things, it feels sharper. The gags go on further to a point where they have a little bit more substance. Not to mention, he's a better performer at this point, and the person who plays his daughter is a fucking knockout she's great mm. um i think it's legitimately a good movie um like i i honestly enjoyed it and would honestly recommend it um i managed to see tenet in a theater like by myself which was kind of fun only ever go to the movies if you can guarantee it's safe and i had the option to do so uh and let me tell you once everyone on the show sees tenet we'll revisit it i've got some thoughts <laughs> i mean we could um, just do an episode on it i mean okay i guess this no one... we can't <laughs> I could, yeah. Let's have a podcast where I try to explain uh, a Christopher can Nolan just, plot can you, to people. No, 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 no. That, I need you to just like read it out verbatim to me. Don't even no, try to that explain like it. A funny time. I mean, just yeah. spit out. I mean, out one what of happened. these days we got to do an episode well, where I try to explain Kingdom Hearts to everyone. Colin already yeah. understands. Can you tell yeah. me why all their feet are so big? Stylistic, <laughs> dis- stylistic decision because they were combining the art style of. Final Fantasy, which is operatic <laughs> and anime-like, yeah. with the cartoony style of Disney. And More like Final Footacy, am I right? I just saw this picture of Robert Gronkowski, which, for those of you who do not know, is a football player, Ooh. as a child when he was trick-or-treating, and Homeboy had the largest feet, and everybody <laughs> in the comments was like, bro, he got the Kingdom Hearts feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming from me. Pat, you have pretty big feet. You don't have giant feet, but you got pretty big feet. No, his are like 16s or something like that. I'm only a 12. That's a, that's a fucking... Actually, I'm going to Google that. I'm sure somebody has asked that question to him. That's cool. I bet he never falls over. Um, but really, that's about it. Yeah, uh, honestly, just if you're looking for stuff to like have fun, uh, Borat yep, size 16. <laughs> Borat 2, Star Trek Lower Decks, Star Trek Discovery Season 3, all great, Tenet, I I don't want to encourage people to go to the theaters because it's so irresponsible, but it is something that needs to be seen in theaters for sure. So if you ever have the opportunity to see it safely in a drive-in or in a place where nobody else is present, wear a mask, whatever, text me about it. If you can't see it safely, don't go. Don't do it. Or just wait for the re-release 10 years from now. Yes, exactly. See if you can avoid spoilers for the next 10 years. Um, But honestly, with that, uh, let's just keep on rolling forward.
kick it on over to Chowder. What you got? All right. Before I begin, I want to ask Jeff, are you going to talk about the Crown Tundra from Pokemon? Uh, not not significantly. Here, you, I've got like push, I got I'm going to push a special request to to drop this specific what I'm about to say out of the podcast so <coughs> we can avoid spoilers. The things that I was going to talk about was a brief mention of Crown Tundra, uh, Animaniacs, uh, the new Minecraft update, and something else, which probably is oh, and Steve and Smash. So was that because I was I, I was having a suspicion that we might have some overlap. Yeah, I, I was just going to talk about Steven Smash. Uh, I was thinking of doing Crown Tundra, but I got enough stuff that I can. Uh, How about you jump yeah, into way. it and yeah. we'll sort it out from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psst. Sounds good. Guys, guys, Michigan is blue. Ooh. Hell yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, it hasn't. All right, let's keep going. Okay, okay. Anyways, uh. First thing I want to talk about is, or, sorry, I like, I'm like tr- trying to go through the briefing program text channel because I want to talk about mm. stuff that I posted. This guy's on. big feet. Mm. I mean, also another reason for the big feet is because Nomura likes to draw like urban fashion, which includes like detailed chunky, detailed yeah, chunky. Yep. Any, anyways, so first thing I want to talk about is the delay on cyberpunk. It was. Uh, once again, CD Projekt oh, Red yeah. has uh, delayed Cyberpunks from November something something to December 10th. And what that means... Is that Austin's birthday? What day? December 10th. Hold on. I'll ask. No, his is 11th. But... Oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry, Jatter. Continue. And, you know, you got a lot of entitled-ass gamers bitching about how, uh, entitled how they don't get gamers. to have their toy... How they don't get to have their toy sooner. But yeah. also, it also means that the crunch that these uh, that these uh, uh, develop that the developers of CD Projekt Red have to do is just is elongated even further. Like they've been crunching nonstop. And for those who don't know, crunch is like uh, what it means is like unpaid overtime. Lots of it. Like I'm talking 80 hour work weeks, 100 hour work weeks, that kind of stuff. And not being able to see their families for extended periods yep. of time since March working weekends since like, apparently March of 2019, maybe even longer yep. Uh, yep. in a in a tweet from Jason Squire. He says, imagine working so many hours that in June, your studio had sent out an email apologizing to everyone's spouses slash partners because it often means the devs cannot participate on the home front. And then seeing quotes like this from an executive who owns 70 million in stock, said executive saying something along the lines of crunch ain't that bad. And of course, uh, there's also this bit of information uh, that was on a Reddit from a CD, CDP developer, which is that uh, they they just do not get consulted about how about like these delays and that uh yeah i remember seeing that they were like they're finding out about the status of the release via press releases and social media generally at least that's that's the reporting for some of them and the social media teams like like apparently they didn't even know about the delay until it was announced which is i think one the testimonial that got my attention the most was um uh someone basically saying like this comes down to poor management at CDPR where they will spend years in like early development, like pre-development stages where they're just sort of, you know, like building things in the sandbox, creating tools and things in the game, but without a specific, you know, direction. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, the game ships on this day, start building it. And then crunch is basically (laughs) the entire development period. And again, and it's like thing, again, th- this is like a testimonial, but it yeah, does it does align with the larger trends. The thing that is frustrating to me is this would have been way easier if the first time they had to delay it, they did not give us a date, and they yeah. just said it's coming. And then later on, once you have a better idea of when it'll be ready, you say the date then. Yeah, but, but that then, would that like, would require foresight, which these executives right. don't have. All I'm saying also, is that it's very yeah. easy to have that foresight. They're just <laughs> fucking it up. I mean, they also kind of did that because they announced the game back in like 2012 and then went off the radar for a fucking (laughs) decade and then blew it again. Right. And then there was another thing that I found hilarious was somebody specifically asked the 
uh, Cyberpunk 2077 official Twitter if the game would come out on that day because they were requesting the day off. And the they emphatically replied, confirmed, you're good to go. And then 24 hours later, they're like, oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. I requested the week off because, one, I had to, to blow all my, uh, like, hours before Time off. the year ended. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also I was like, November 10th, Xbox Series X. And then, you know, September happened. And mm-hmm. I didn't get one. Luckily, a bunch of games still come out that week, so I'm still going to make good use of the time, but you better believe I'm going to be out there trying to get it. Anyway, sorry, Cyberpunk. Yeah. The other problems. thing that's really annoying to me with this is that they said one of the reasons why is because they're busy preparing all of the different versions to come out at the yeah. same time. Yeah, they're uh, they're trying just, to optimize it. Yeah, I guess the, the current gen versions well, are Like, right. Why don't they just work on one version, release that, right. and then just port that, that this is exactly it. what this is exactly what Rockstar does is they prioritize the current gen because that's the vast majority of their market and then they come out with the, the next gen like a month or two later Although Rockstar, and then they come out with PC I, a year Rockstar later. Rockstar might th- not I, be a good example because they also right. crunch their devs. I mean, For sure. Does. Everybody crunches. I'm just saying there are ways to make it so that you don't have to delay everything and you still get your game out relatively the, on the, time. I can see what they're going for here, though, just because uh, and there are a lot of times that we see games suffer because they're trying to meet launch windows in particular, which is why yeah. I'm grateful Halo Infinite got delayed because look at what happened to Sonic 2006. Hashtag never forget. <laughs> Dude, and that's a whole other the, thing, too. But, well, but the thing is, even though... Uh, on the Xbox, you'll be able to, like, get the same version to be cross-compatible. If you buy it on one, you get it on the other, more or less. Yeah. I don't know if they're doing smart delivery, but uh, you don't have to buy the game multiple times on Xbox. But still, for all the people that are going to get Xbox Series X and S and get a PlayStation 5, they if it is not crystal clear to them what version of the game they're getting, they might buy something else instead if they don't think they're going to get what's going to be best for their hardware they're going to get spider-man miles morales because it's optimized and maybe skip cyberpunk because it's not so it makes sense Mm -hmm. why they'd want to get on both not just for the sales but also the press and the momentum but i'm not saying that's a justification i just that's my speculation as to their reason yeah just at a certain point they gotta just fucking take the l on on everyone on something yeah yeah on something (laughs) yeah yeah the first time they delayed it, they should have said, it's coming holiday 2020, yeah, end word. of story, and then announce a date later. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the new character for Smash who came out, Steve Fuck from yeah. Minecraft, who, Steve! who is easily one of the most interesting characters to be introduced. He's got a big old dick. <laughs> well, not, not anymore. anymore. You don't. They, uh, <laughs> they took his away Nintendo. his penis. Nintendo held a brisk for Minecraft, Steve. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Uh, for those who don't get it, like uh, Steve's Me victory screen had him eating a steak, and like, but like the camera angle the camera made the steak look like a penis. provocative. Yeah. So. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. So if I if I fucking go onto Google and type Steve steak penis, is that what I'm gonna just, get? Just search Steve's meat. Steve's. You you can see it on the briefing uh, text. Yeah, it's channel. it's in our Discord somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's not. This yeah, it's not that, that far that up. Was... Look at that. Yeah, God, I'm like from... sad looking at this before and after picture. <laughs> anyway, oh I don't actually know how Steve plays, and you probably play more Smash than I do. So, yeah, what's no. going on with Steve? Steve is <laughs> su- super interesting because, like, his aesthetic is so weird when put in when like just ported uh res- or ported into Smash, and yeah, but the but he's also like super mechanically complicated. He has the ability to place down blocks on the stage. Uh, he can, uh, Which is awesome. he, he's got, he's got crafting. He's got, uh, uh, he's got like different kinds of tools he uses and, and like, you got to keep a track, keep track of the resources you're using as you fight with them. Uh, you can move his crafting table around. Uh, it, there's what a the lot, hell? there's a lot to him. And yeah. I, I just the, think it's wild that they had to like, they had to like basically, go back into all of the previous stages to accommodate the ability to have blocks placed on them. Yeah. Like just mechanically, yeah. which is wild. <laughs> that, yeah. Do you know how many stages are in smash? A lot. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's that's what's happening with Destiny right now is they want to update the game, but it's so big and they have to rewrite so much. Bruh. They're literally pulling things out. Yeah. And 
and it's and the result is that Steve is a character that allows the player a lot of creativity in combos, uh, fighting style, and what have you. It's hard to say if he'll be top tier or not, but like this, I'm stuff, really excited. Yeah, the stuff you're seeing from like skilled players is pretty insane. Like setting up a block off stage and then throwing someone at the block so that they'll like hit the <laughs> ceiling and then just spike down or or uh using using the mine cart to like catch people uh yeah it seems like yeah. it's going to be a side special right the mine yeah cart my, mine cart is his side special yep and uh and of course he is a master edge guarder you know just like go go off stage build a block use whatever move you need to kill the opponent when they're off stage or just sit at the, the blocks the blocks do disappear after a little while though right yeah they do and yeah. Or just sit at the edge and spam the flint and steel fire or the lava bucket over and over. Jesus, you got you got lots. Yeah, because when I watched when I watched the trailer, my thought was this is too many moves for a single character. Like too many really good moves for a single character. Yeah, uh, sounds like that's exactly what it is. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see. I, I mean, I mean like, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like they're like, always going to show he, off. the he most, does have like, weaknesses and things. Yeah. Wait, what were you saying? Sorry, I was talking over I you. Say, I, I, I was just saying, like, yeah, I mean, that's the case in the trailers. They're, they're obviously going to show, like, the most optimized use of all the moves. Like, there'll probably be some more realistic, like, balancing out mm. in I'm, how I it mean, actually like, plays I mean, like, in Sakurai's presentations, he showed some of, off some of Steve's weaknesses. His jump height is yeah. actually one of the lowest, even lower than, say, Little Mac. Uh, that actually makes sense. He can probably only drop one block height, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the hi- jump height is... Uh, specifically to work with his block mechanic, but it, it is a weakness yep. of his nonetheless. Uh, so where would he stand? Uh, it's too early to say, but I, I honestly would say like A tier, maybe knocking on the door, her to S tier, maybe, maybe, again, that again, way too early to say. He could just turn out to be crap, but. Either way, mm-hmm. I'm really fucking pumped because as someone who doesn't yeah. play like a, a ton of video games, like with all the ones that have been announced, I'm like, oh, that's cool. But it's like not something that really grabs me. But Minecraft yeah. is like one of my top five things. So getting fucking Steve to, Steve announced for Smash, I was like, fuck yeah, my guy. Yeah, yeah no, let's like bring look, that Smash, sort of energy. Yeah, no, Smash Bros is like a video game hall of has has a reputation as a video game hall of fame, and if anyone has earned it, any if anyone has earned it, <laughs> yeah. it's Minecraft. It, yeah, it's probably, like, the most successful game of all time deserves to be in there somewhere. So, yeah. so now we're going to get a Fortnite cool. character. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Okay, well, with that, just for the sake of time, uh, I'm going to kick it on over to Jeff. Okay, this seems well, like a nice, nice yeah, segue. Well, yes? Mind if I just shout out a Kickstarter her real quick? Yeah, yeah. 30 seconds. Go! All right, Cro- Chronosword. Uh, it's a Kickstarter. Uh, it's got 35 days to go. Oh, uh, they're asking for 50,000. They're at 15,000. It looks really cool. Beautiful pixel art style. Uh, souls like kind of action. I think it looks really cool. Uh, like some real Bloodborne vibes going on. So check it out. It's called Chrono Sword. It's on Kickstarter. Nice. Chrono Sword. <laughs> With that, we will plunge the sword of time into Jeff. How you doing? Sounds about right. Uh, all right, I'm gonna start off by fucking uh, uh, what's the word? Segueing off of of Chowder's last thing. Well, second to last thing now is that uh, in the same weekend that they announced Steve for Smash, they also announced what what the features are gonna be for the next big Minecraft update. And it's got Hell some yeah. really fun stuff, my guys. It looks awesome. Uh, it is the okay. caves. It is the caves and cliffs update. So they're basically redoing a lot of stuff on the mountains and also uh, in the caves. And the caves have specifically been something that people have been like looking for an update for for a while. Uh, some of the highlights they're adding like a bunch of n- new different cave biomes, including uh, these. I think they're called dripstone cave caves. That biomes. Have... Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Awesome. The, the dripstone caves have fucking stalagmites and stalactites. And the the whichever one is the goddamn one on the ceiling, the bites are on the, the tights, top. 
Tights on the top. All right. Tights, the stalactites are going to drip water and the water is like, is going to be like a renewable water source, but they'll also just like fall sometimes. And if they hit you, it does a bunch of damage. That's (laughs) That's super cool. Uh, There's also uh, amethyst, like little alcoves that um, they're like these little amethyst caves that can spawn crystals and stuff. And you, you can only get the crystals there. And then it's a little bit unclear what we can use the crystals for right now. One thing that you can use them for is a telescope, which is kind of cool. Um, then there's also the lush caves, which I think are the most exciting because they add a, a new type of plant, the azalea tree, which might just be a reskin of oak right now. We're not sure um, if it's got its own wood type, but the azalea tree grows on land and then it like leads you to these lush caves. And the lush caves have like moss and like these cool flowers that have uh, particle effects and stuff like that. And by far, most importantly, there are fucking axolotls in the lush caves. I did see that axolotls were making their way into <laughs> Minecraft. That's very fun. And they're adorable. And it seems like they're going to have some pretty cool effects, too. Like, if you you've catch axolotls in buckets, then I think that's like a taming mechanic for them. And you can bring them with you when you go to raid fucking ocean monuments. And they'll, like, attack the guardians with you as, like, a little goddamn oh, murder shit. brigade. Yeah, that's it's great. Awesome. Those fucking metal temples are fuck, a nightmare. Apparently. That sounds and metal be- as fuck. And yeah. yeah, no, it is. And, ax- and because the axolotls are, uh, like... Like, they're calling them the cutest predators in the game, so they'll just, like, attack sea life. Um, But they also have, like, uh, regrowth mechanics, just like, you know, real-life axolotls and other, like, salamanders and stuff like that. And apparently there's some way for them to, like, heal you while you're, like, in uh while you're like battling ocean monuments or stuff like that which is finally minecraft gets a support class yeah exactly so the axolotls i think are by far the the coolest thing for me uh another big one is the warden which is a new boss it it, like it shows up in a, a cave biome like really deep down um, and they, these fucking things like, they're these scary lumbering creatures that are blind. So they only know where you are if you like move or place a block or something, which is really cool. And they like, they do half your health in one punch in full netherite, which is pretty oh. screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. And then, uh, the, the mountains are getting, uh, a new, uh, powdery snow, which is like a powdery snow block that you can like kind of submerge yourself into and it will break your fall. And then also uh, mountain goats, which will fucking, uh, yeet players off the side of the mountain. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, this update is coming out next summer, so it's going to be a little while. And that, yeah. that is not all of the things that were added, but those are just some of the highlights, uh, Low to keep key- it- Kind of brief, I'm just but... hoping all that stuff also makes its way into Minecraft Dungeons, the dungeon crawler, because mm-hmm. recently with the updates, that game has gone from like a fun little Diablo clone into an RPG that I want to keep playing. They like they they're giving the same love to that game, and every time they bring more stuff from regular Minecraft into it, it's just it's it gets richer. Yeah, and it's so fun. Yeah, in this particular announcement, there wasn't like a ton of new stuff for Dungeons or Earth, whereas in like the last last big announcement, they spent a little bit more time on those. Yeah. So maybe they're saving that for some secondary yeah. secondary thing down the road. But you yeah. know, Jeff, they're they're going to be bringing out crossplay for Dungeons. Maybe at some point Ooh. that could be a game that we could uh we could get together on. You get you yeah. get we'll go play some Dungeons. It yeah, it gets tough. Cool. But I play with and Austin then, uh, and uh, Ryan Gallagher sometimes. Also, um, my sister apparently got Minecraft for our Switch, so you know. If oh, you, nice. Yeah, we and that has crossplay, doesn't it? I'm, so, yeah, I uh, Minecraft. It yeah, does. it does have crossplay, and it's does on it? Game Pass. Uh, I was I was sitting here playing it on my phone, and my girlfriend was playing it on the Xbox, and we were playing together. And it's yeah, so, wait, I didn't. I thought it didn't have crossplay between computer and uh, Switch. Uh, it has crossplay between pretty much everything except okay. for PlayStation, well, I believe. Yup. Gotcha. Um, and then, real quick, I want to mention that uh, this month the uh, second part of the Pokemon expansion pass, the Crown Tundra, came out, and it's it's pretty all right. That's yeah, no, it's about actually, all I have to say about it. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's actually uh, pretty it's, good because like it's much less disappointing than the last than the uh, the Isle of Armor part of it. So. I'm 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 feeling relieved about that. It added more things than it showed us in the trailer, whereas the Isle of Armor only added the things that we had already seen were coming, which was kind of a bummer. 
but yeah, no, I, I enjoy Crown Tundra. Yeah, I some, don't have a lot to say yeah, about some, it. But, something yeah, something I really liked about Crown Tundra is that, like, finding the Pokemon, finding, like, the legendaries and stuff requires a bit more work than just walking yeah. to the place on the map. You've got to, like, go uh, read riddles and uh, solve puzzles and stuff. And, and, keep, and this is a kid's game, so these are pretty simple puzzles, but the, the little bit does make... Make it more fun than if than yeah. it's been so far. Than if it's just fucking walk to this place, walk to this place. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, and then also, lastly, also Calyrex is fucking is a fucking ridiculous ass Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a strange thing creature. Um, and then lastly, and I think probably this is the story I'm maybe most excited about this month is that uh, Hulu is doing a revival of the goddamn Animaniacs in that comes out oh, shit. November yeah, no, that 20. Is, yeah, no, that is uh, like Yeah, no, that's yeah, that it's it's done by Titmouse, which is where uh, uh Jocelyn works and where I'm doing some work. Oh, nice. But yeah, yeah, and they're they're fucking bringing back like a bunch of the old voice cast so it, it feels yep. like super sincere and not just, you know, like a you know, and because it's the Animaniacs like they have a bit of you know, fun at the expense of the the trend of reviving old uh, media properties and with a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. So I, I'm actually pretty excited about it. it. Apparently two seasons have been announced. The first one's coming up in uh, on November 20th, and then uh, I don't think they've announced when the second one will be coming out yet, but... Yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty fucking hyped for that because uh, the Animaniacs is a great they cartoon. also went and announced the revival of Tiny Toons, which is interesting. oh really? Yeah, I didn't know that. So yeah, no, a lot of '90s stuff coming back. Hell which yeah, is, which is nice. I like the '90s. I know. Some I never watched don't. a lot of Animaniacs, so I'm I'm I might use the. Uh, I've been thinking about using the revival as a way to jump on board. I, it's I, a time. I, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I've had several people say like, "Hey, it's on Hulu now," and I'm just like, "All right, I guess I'll uh, yeah. I'll see what's up." I yeah. If I watch, thing, I'll report the, back. The one thing I'm like looking because like the Animaniacs has like kind of a wide cast of like different side characters. Like there's the famous ones like Pinky and the Brain, which have been confirmed to be coming back. But the only ones that have been confirmed to be like coming back for this revival are the you know the main Warner siblings and Pinky and the Brain, and like. There's a lot of other characters in the fucking fucking Animaniacs verse, so I'm I would be a little bit sad if those were the only two that were coming back, or the only two like groups of characters that were coming yeah. back. But yeah, either way, even that is more than I was fucking expecting. So it's awesome. That's fucking dope. big hitters from jeff and with that we're gonna go over to someone who has big walkers pat bigfoot pat what you doing buddy i was really curious as to where that was going when you said big walkers. it was going down to the ground in your size 12 shoes what do you got for I, was, month? I was thinking about destiny which has walkers in it because i am talking about destiny boys beep, 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 beep. all right so right. speaking uh, of destiny, as of the time what uh, <laughs> i'm just, I'm just oh, checking okay, the gotcha. goddamn election results yeah <laughs> so, as of the recording of this uh, episode, there are five As days, the 19 hours, and 25 minutes until the next Destiny expansion drops. Now, if you're not familiar with the way Destiny content works, or if you haven't played in a while, what they do is they release a yearly big expansion, and then throughout the year, there are three to four uh, seasons of content that give us other smaller more uh grindable activities to do this year they are dropping something that is pretty big because we finally get to utilize the darkness as a subclass so the expansion that's dropping is called beyond light because you're going beyond the light darkness you you sure this isn't a kingdom hearts thing Hold on. You are it's... fighting the darkness, but you're also utilizing the darkness. Nope, you are that, getting new subclass that, that abilities. That sounds like Kingdom Hearts. Uh, yeah, Chatter, I mean, trust be. me, the Destiny lore is pretty inscrutable. We're, you're going to have lots so, of questions. So that's Kingdom Hearts. Yes. It's not Kingdom Hearts. It is, our feet are too small to be Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the thing that's really exciting to me is because they're finally giving us Europa as a playable destination after it was teased all the way back in Destiny 1, back in like 2014 or whatever. Dang. Uh, which, is, which is strange because Europa, that's a moon of Jupiter, 
we currently can play on another moon of Jupiter, Io, and they're just trading moons at this point. We're losing Io, but we're getting Europa, right. which so does I look a lot bigger. I was going to talk about the content vault before Colin rudely dropped the hint about it earlier. I mentioned but, it on the show before. It's fine. But yeah, essentially Have the game I? is getting so large and there's just so many things to do that they're they're taking some of the uh, destinations that are not very playable or not, not as played as other ones and things like that and they're bringing those into the content vault giving us more stuff and also bringing some of the old stuff from destiny one back we're getting the cosmodrome as a playable location and they're bringing back destiny one raids so i'm very excited for that the other thing that they're doing is they're giving uh their sunsetting weapons which is a way for them to try to balance the sandbox a little bit because there are some guns cough mountaintop cough that are fuck you i worked my ass off for that fucking grenade launcher powerful i worked my ass off i get that and i'm proud of you for working your ass off the gun Thank is still going to be usable in pve at least not like the uh the raids or anything like that you're still going to be able to use yeah. it there but the fact that that gun plus Fallen guillotine essentially make it so that you can solo anything is a little bit broken in my mind. But how else am I gonna do activities by myself to prove that I'm awesome? This is a fair point, but I'm not one of those guys who likes to solo content. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's pretty nice. We're getting some cool stuff. However, part of this downsize is they're taking away some of the materials that I have hoarded for the past four years, including oh, one such Christ. expired ramen coupon back from when <laughs> Destiny 2 Forsaken came out. I have held on to this goddamn coupon, hoping that it would be a secret Easter egg thing for me to turn in or get some sort of emblem or anything. And now they're just taking it away from me. So when you say for wrong, a little, wait, hold, hold on, on, hold on. on. I'll, I'll, no, I got to get a little emotional context in here for why this is so tough. Because two years ago, Destiny 2 Forsaken was the expansion where Nathan Fillion's character was murdered while being voiced by Nolan blood. North. Uh, so basically, this ramen coupon represents the death of Nathan Fillion in Destiny. And, and at uh, the same damn time, uh, okay, when they're you, when bringing you say, back. But when you say ramen what? coupon, you mean like a real ramen coupon that you would use for ramen or like, like I would I would game. take this it's in I the would game. take this in the game in the to game. a ramen shop oh okay. yes. it is it's a useless thing that sits in your inventory but, but has there is a value. ramen shop there is a ramen shop know, at the tower that I cannot turn this but in because it's expired you're but forgetting that there's another rumor that we will be leaving that tower space and going this back is true to the old one. but i really hope the ramen shop goes to the other tower too like i am <laughs> emotionally invested in the success of this ramen shop okay <laughs> but this is kind of a major spoiler uh but if you watch the vidoc it's not a spoiler they're bringing back the character who killed Cade. however That's because he was character. murdered yes However, he was murdered and brought back to life as a guardian. And when that happens, you forget everything about your previous life. You start brand new. So there are going to be all these tensions where we know what he did, but he doesn't know what he did. Yeah. Imagine walking the earth not knowing that you murdered Nathan Fillion. What does that right. got to feel like? Well, probably like nothing because you don't know. But and there for are everyone all these else, it's bad. There are all these different teasers that like some people are going to be corrupted in the vanguard and yeah. we're going to have some pretty nasty faction wars type conflict yeah. coming back yeah but i'm pretty stoked for it as the only other person in this chat right now that plays a lot of destiny um th this is a seismic shift in a lot of ways the even the way that we're losing content speaks to like a more thoughtful means of managing the game and curating the sandbox so it's not just rampant with stuff that doesn't matter hmm. uh so even the stuff that would be bad is kind of encouraging and the stuff that's new i'm super fucking jazzed for yeah hmm. so even though i might not get my series x on the 10th i will be getting beyond light and what's really cool for me as someone who plays yes so that's the other thing is if you play on xbox you get all of the dlc for free Ooh. as part of game pass that's game cool. pass is literally the greatest thing to happen to gaming it's, in my mind it's so good if you have an xbox and you don't have game pass Get it. Yeah. 
it's the it's the reason I can't wait for all the PS5 owners who are going to realize that seventy dollars a game is untenable after a five hundred dollar console, and yep. then just get a three hundred dollar Xbox Series X and have way more to do. Yep. But yeah, so as someone who plays on both PC and Xbox, I really appreciate the fact that I don't have to buy DLC twice this time. Yeah, <laughs> that's rough. Yeah. yeah. I, if I remember, Pat, when Destiny 2 came out, you I bought, bought it three times. You yes. bought three versions of the game. PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. <laughs> I greatly regret buying the PlayStation version because nobody <laughs> fucking played it with me. Uh, that's really funny. Yeah. Nah, big changes in Destiny World. Very is big that, Is that your big story? Do you want to? You got a couple minutes to. Uh, if I'm measuring, you yeah, against that the was other. mostly wait, it. Wait. I mean, like I have started to personally look into the lore of Destiny now a little bit more, and it's, it's pretty lot. fucking wild. I am. The thing that pissed me off in Destiny One was they had those grimoire cards that explained the lore of the st- the the game essentially. But you couldn't access but it in the game. You had to go to a separate app to read oh. them all. It was, it was yeah. so annoying. Goddamn and stupid. at the same damn time, <laughs> the story itself of Destiny 1 sucked so much because it just lacked detail by yeah, and large. There were Yeah, there were no stakes. I remember beating the original campaign, and I thought I was, like, right. at the end of the first act. And I was like, all right, I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah, for so long, it's just been go here, kill bad guy, get loot, done. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. But now they're finally starting to give us compelling reasons to actually yeah. go do tap. Yeah, yeah, they're they're getting that, like, better about imbuing basic activities yeah. with emotional resonance. Right. Yeah, well. like I know that a big reason why it dropped off from Overwatch was nothing happened in the story, man. I was just... Yeah, Destiny, especially by adopting seasons, and the way that like... You know, your Fortnite's and your Apex's legend have seasons. Destiny has adopted that, but um, so essentially every couple of months there's an, you know, an influx of new content. But instead of just being like, here's a new map, here's a new gun, here's a new character, it's like, here is an entirely new episode of our story, maybe right. with things that you've never done before. Yeah. Uh, like no, the entire last say, year yeah. of the game has been like every three months you complete a task and then that sets off a bunch of consequences. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I, Fortnite kind of set the stage with that when they did the, um when the meteor came and crashed in the map and changed everything. Right. People were, like it was a revelation that this is a thing you can do with a game. You can get the community to focus on a single event and Destiny is using that to advance a story. And uh, like admittedly, Austin, uh, who is on this podcast a lot, um, is certainly more invested and knowledgeable in the story than Pat and I are, but I'm I've getting been in there. It, yeah, but like we've been in it since the beginning, and for the first time in a while, I feel like I give a shit about the story beyond yeah. explaining my mission. Like I'm really curious what this next year is going to do. Yeah. All right, it's pretty I... cool that they've also teased the the next couple expansions by just giving us the names, and I'm pretty excited for the Witch Queen. But yeah, mm. Savathun's gonna come stomping on in. Savathun's gonna fuck us up. Yeah. All right, uh, I guess my final question is: How many Xehanorts are there in this game? I'm gonna delete Chatter's entire recording. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck that is. But that was a Kingdom Hearts. If you're looking to get back into that means oh, if you're looking to get into Destiny or back into Destiny, the base game is now free. All you have to do is buy the newest expansions. If you want to do those, if but, you want to do that, yeah. Uh, and with with XCloud now being like on Android, uh, if you if you have Game Pass, it, wait, Pat, can you? Uh, stream Destiny to an Android phone, or is that not something they're allowing? Are they only allowing it on Xbox? I don't know if XCloud has Destiny. Is it involved in that? Um, oh yeah, it is. It is uh just on just on uh, your Android phone. You can't stream it to a PC. Okay, so if I had a friend who had an Android phone, I could say like, "Hey, you want to play Destiny? You don't need to buy hardware." And then they would say, "But couldn't I do that with Google Stadia?" And then I would look at them very hard, questioning why they would buy Google Stadia. And yeah, then he the would thing laugh. is, if you get if you get <laughs> XCloud, it's part of Game Pass too. So yeah. like, you get it's all the benefits of service. Game Pass plus that, rather than Stadia, which all you get oh. is what's on Stadia. Game Pass is so good. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm really fucking hyped for Destiny. And just like one last note on it, um, Bungie has been putting out a lot of promotional videos to show off the new content, the new elemental type, which we haven't had one of those in the six years it's been around. And, and every Titans video they put out is a fucking banger. bro. 
I finally don't need a warlock to solo content. Yeah, that'll be nice. I'm just, I, I, I'm constantly impressed with their video editing team. Every yeah. little splash video they put out, I'm like, I'm fucking pumped by the end of it, man. They also covered Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones in an orchestra, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, arrangement. I heard that. That was, that was really fun. That sounded really cool. It was very cool. That song, when played on strings, has all sorts of tension that it implies. Yep, it sure does. All right, well, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us into the ratings here. This is where we as a group powwow over the stories we just told, and we are going to pick the story that we think is most worth your time. You've heard us all talking up till now, but if you're gonna consume one thing from this show, if you're gonna go the extra mile and say, I want more geekdom in my life, what is that thing gonna be? Uh, what is that story? What is that product? So if this I'm is a tough one. Yeah, no, we had a we had a lot of stuff. I will say right off the bat, I don't think anything I've said in my part was really worth nominating. Whatever. <laughs> I've talked about lower decks before. Discovery isn't over. Whatever. Uh, and no one's seen Tenet. And I don't want to encourage people to be unsafe. I think for me, the thing I'm that was talked about, I'm obviously most excited about is Destiny 2 Beyond Light, just because it, it is such a big shift in a game that I love very much. I recently uh, looked it up. Uh, in Destiny 2 alone, not even Destiny 1, just Destiny 2, I've logged over a thousand hours, so like 43, 47 straight days uh, worth of playtime for me. Um, so I, that's probably the one I'd put up. I understand that's probably not going to be a consensus, though, so uh, I'll have a fallback. Uh, Chowder, if you had to nominate something for our top story, what would you pick? Well, if I had to nominate something I, I'm excited for, it would certainly not be the continued death march of a bunch of overworked and underpaid developers yeah. in CD Projekt Red. Uh, yeah. No, uh, actually, I'm going to say the Animaniacs reboot. That That's looking pretty mm. hype. I, re- I really want that to be good. I, I have good memories of that cartoon, so yeah. Yeah, that's I think that's where I'm leaning. Uh, if I The two that I was stuck between were the Animaniacs reboot and Steve and Smash, because like, I feel like I'm more excited about the Animaniacs, but I feel like that's also because Steve was announced in, stash, uh, in Smash on, like, October 1st, so it's it's been a minute. Um, but yeah. that, that was pretty fucking hype when it came out, so I will give my vote to whichever of those is doing better with the rest of y'all. All right. Pat. So I guess I'm conflicted because while I don't want to perpetuate the crunch i do think it's important for everybody to go out and read more about what's going on with crunch in general and start to be more vocal about it so that we get better conditions for these workers so from that point only i would say that would that would be my choice if not if not i honestly do think that uh your stuff colin is probably what i would be most interested in going to read more about and actually consume my you mean the the star trek stuff yeah all right well what we got a big old four-way mexican standoff here all pointing guns at each other's topics um so let's let's see if we can make our way to a consensus now i will budge on making steve top story i will give that my endorsement if we can focus focus just a little a little bit more than just steve and just go to Steve's meat if, if that <laughs> is maybe worth uh, well, people's time. Well, Steve's meat the erasure of Steve's meat. My, my hesitation is I feel like we have made a smash announcement the the story of the month before. So for me, I mean, hey, if it's a banger, it's a banger. And if I've it's seen a banger, his meat, it's, a, it's banger. a banger. You're right. I would not be mad if we, <laughs> if we, pick, if we pick Steve and his, and his banging meat. But, uh, you know... <laughs> But the, uh, uh, the the Animaniacs the Animaniacs is is something that's a little bit different and uh, it's something I'm super excited about. So uh, I, I'm going to be pushing a little bit more in that direction just because I think we've done some Smash stuff before. But I'm I'm happy right. with Steve and his meat. Well then, hey, we've we'll got go two for Steve. We got two for Animaniacs. Pat, you could potentially decide it here. Where's the room going to go? Hmm. Pat doesn't give a, a shit one. about either of these things. <laughs> I do enjoy the Animaniac, so I think they're going to get my vote. Okay. If well, only hey, to support Jocelyn's <laughs> company. Hey. 
hey man, I'm I'm working there too right now, and I'm hoping to get yeah. a bigger gig than I got. Yeah, I don't like you though. Okay, well yeah, <laughs> I did say you have big feet, so gunning for my unemployment nah, feels like cool. appropriate. I love right yeah, I just fucking I took love a look you, at those goddamn Gronk stompers, and holy shit, those are goddamn humongous. <laughs> Huge <laughs> Gronk stomper. They are exacerbated by the fact that back in the 90s and like the early 2000s, all like skate shoes and basketball shoes were thick. Yeah, okay. Just the word Gronk Stompers made. Holy shit! Right? Hold, up. hold on, hold on. Okay, now I gotta look this up. What am I typing in? Gronk Stompers? Just, no, it's just look at the link pass. <laughs> if you get Gronk Stompers, who knows what kink sites you're gonna end up on? Uh, where's the link? Okay, okay. It's, it's like in the, the second most recent thing in the. In the gotcha, yeah, gotcha. it's right above. Okay, the yep, thing. yep. I'm willing to leave this for a sec. Okay, ah, da da da. Oh my lord! <laughs> Kingdom Hearts feet. Those are some Kingdom Hearts ass feet. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that about uh, that about wraps it up there. Animaniacs, the upcoming Animaniacs reboot on Hulu is going to be our top story. Let me look something up on this for a second. Animaniacs. Reboot. Also, if you play Destiny, hit us up. Destiny to the max. Yeah. Uh, preferably on Xbox, because that's where most We need people play. to raid with. We need more raid people, for sure. Uh, when does this come out? November 20th. November 20th. So, hey, by the end of the month, uh, any one of us who have watched it, I just started going through Curb Your Enthusiasm, so I don't know how free I'll be. But, uh, pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty free. So... Uh, yeah, we'll be, uh, we might even follow up on that a little bit in the future, but Animaniacs is gonna be on Hulu, uh, produced by, uh, Titmouse, and we're gonna, I guess, see how that show goes, but I, And specifically I only Jocelyn, not Colin. Yeah, I'm not gonna be on next month's episode. For the first time, it's gonna see, uh, be a CBP minus me, um, but I've been Colin Ketchin. I'm the host of this episode, and apparently... You've not the been next Colin one. Ketchin? Are you not going to continue to be Colin Ketchin? Once the episode stops, I don't exist. So okay. object permanence. Wait, he's just he's just trying to fucking loophole himself into being able to be the host for the next one. If he stops being by Colin not being Ketchin, Colin Ketchin, yeah, yeah, we fucking you guys see are gonna get to, get to hear my Jocelyn impression. So oh, uh, I've been joined by hi, I'm Tamil Chaudhry, or Chowder now in crisp audio surround sound. <laughs> Dell Max THX vision. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. Uh, yeah, can you can find fi- you? you can find me on Twitter at Timel Chaudhary. Uh, you can see how that's spelled somewhere else. I don't feel like spelling it. And uh, <laughs> yeah. in this, yeah, uh, I've been Jeff Levitt. You can find me on Instagram at things I wish existed. And there's a dot. Jeff is also word. ceasing to exist after this episode. I yeah, I am also. He, just you fucking wait. We'll see how this election goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also have a YouTube toy review channel called Alchemist Prime Review. So if that's something that you're into, which most of you probably aren't, but that's chill. Uh, that that exists. And uh, lastly, and I'm Pat. I will continue to be Pat after this. You can't good. find me anywhere because I, I hate kind of having people life, follow <laughs> me on on social media because I am shy. But you can listen to more of me on Dice Populi. Mm, okay. Yep. Yeah, we're uh, wrapping up a this, uh, a big story on that this month, and we have some fun new stuff coming soon. And uh, I get to be the DM finally. Oh yeah, mm. we're gonna record you being DM for the first time. And, yes, sir. And I, I get to make nervous. my debut. After oh, true. All... Yeah. Huh? Say again. I said, oh, true. Yeah. 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 No. Like I've 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 been like in the uh, Dice Populi chat, like just uh, watching you guys do your thing, and I'm like. Anytime, just now. lurking. Anytime. I have I have many a surprise for all of you, and I cannot. Yeah, yeah if you uh, if you guys are ever looking to add another person to that, uh, you have my fucking resume sitting around somewhere. Actually, I Do think I? your CV got lost. Uh, uh, if you could typical. try sending another one, I'll have my people take a look at it and get back all to right. you. Make sure to have a cover letter, by the way. Oh, I hate those. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's been the common briefing program.
This episode of the Common Geeking Program was hosted by me, Colin Ketchin, joined by Ch- uh, Time Old Chattery, Jeff Levitt, and Pat Brem. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Abrupt Endings. Due to lack of material in recording, making editing a bit of a challenge. This podcast is created by myself and Jeff Levitt with the uh, briefing program format conceived of by Pat Brem, who finally managed to join around for one. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks with it might honestly be just me talking about Tenet. We'll see what happens. We're not sure yet. Uh, But uh, we hope you tune in then. And thank you for listening to this. back in a couple of weeks with a regular old book club episode uh jeff do you know what we're talking about uh we've got a few things that we've kind of punched around uh i i like the idea of you explaining tenant to us without any context so that does kind of sound fun if you'd be you know what if, that. if that's gonna be what it is i've only seen it once we'll fucking see what happens so hey subscribe if you haven't already uh this is uh, a really fun show to make it's just a way for us to hang out and share our love of geekdom and hopefully share some stuff with you as well uh so if you like it go ahead and share it with some friends but uh if you don't like it don't keep listening it's bad (laughs) i've gone off the rails it's been a tough day alternatively keep listening and like hate listen us leave nasty comments dislike you know just <laughs> anything to get those engagement numbers up this, this whole is... episode has been me floating near jeff energy but it's like aspiring to pat energy this is the energy that we have brought to the studio this morning and that's, <laughs> that seems like the appropriate pace to leave it given that yeah i don't know where the cr- post credits began here but it began somewhere in the last couple of minutes i'll have to find that in editing <laughs> all right all right cool i'm gonna uh stop my recording same